Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. It's been a while since Two Open Doors last visited a very important topic, human sexuality. In this post, we'll consider one of the many functions of sex, its role as a vehicle for communication. We'll examine why sexuality and its cousin, sensuality, can be especially powerful in telling a partner what we're feeling, what we desire, and how we see that partner. Human communication is about a lot more than just getting abstract ideas from our head and into another person's mind. Yes, ideas are one of the classes of mental images that we can seek to share. However, language also has the power to let another person know and potentially personally experience what we are feeling. Just as the mirror neurons in our brain are the basis for emotional empathy through which we can in a real sense feel what someone else is experiencing, so too language lets us inhabit the world of another person's ideas. Those ideas can include knowledge, that is facts, beliefs, perspectives or attitudes, as well as the feelings that we associated with those ideas. When we are sharing an intimate experience with someone, we are inviting them to join us in our world, and we are accepting their invitation to join them in theirs. Intimacy involves a two-way flow of attunement, expressing affection, sharing of emotions such as excitement, desire, joy, and sometimes fear, and both subtle and sometimes overwhelming physical pleasure, and personal acceptance and validation. As we know from our Two Open Doors metaphor, this two-way sharing requires that both partners be open to one another, and that they both share what they have to offer one another. This flow that unites partners is absolutely a form of communication. The notion of uniting with, or coming close to, another person is another way of describing the process through which two people share their worlds with one another. That's communication, whether it's conveyed through words or non-verbally. In the 1960s, Dr. Albert Marabian did a seminal study of verbal versus nonverbal communication. From his experiments, he concluded that 38% of meaning is conveyed vocally through inflection, while 55% of meaning came from visual cues, such as observing a speaker's face and gestures. That suggests that together, these nonverbal tips account for 93% of the conveyed meaning, leaving only 7% to be attributed to the connotation of the words themselves. Without getting caught in the specifics of these numbers, it seems plain that language entails much more than just the words we exchange. In sharing physical experiences with another person, touch is an exquisitely eloquent language. Through frenzied, sometimes forceful touch, we can convey our passion and our ardor for our lover. Our slow and gentle touch can convey bliss, peace, and reverence for our partner. A light and feathery touch can focus our partner's attention and make them more receptive to more direct or forceful stimulation. Choosing one's mode of touch in an intimate experience is like the creativity that an artist expresses in dipping a brush into the various colors available on their paint palette. Let's consider the possibility of sharing tantric touch. It's worth considering the sort of communication that occurs in the practice of Tantra. We've noted in prior posts that the Tantric tradition is a practice that brings an enriching spiritual element into a sensual or sexual experience. Indeed, Tantra means the warp of a weaver's loom in Sanskrit. It's a word that connotes the weaving together of all the threads of one's life, 
Tantric sexual practices focus on slow, conscious, and attuned touch. Such touch is a form of communication that respectfully and sensitively encourages one's partner to open to communion. Far from placing one's own demands on a partner, tantric touch enables a couple to jointly create a sacred space in which the partners can offer each other the gift of unselfish pleasure without the psychic burden of expectations. The resulting mutual bliss can be absolutely life-altering. We humans are very visual creatures. That is certainly true in the realm of sexuality as in other aspects of life. How we see our partner, how they are dressed, their facial expression, the way they hold their body, all affect our perception of whether they are in the mood for sexual or sensual play. Seeing that our partner is receptive is a strong aphrodisiac. Feeling wanted can light our own fires as few other things can. In addition to how we perceive our partner, the circumstances in which the partners come together can strongly affect the mood of the interaction. Sometimes, when both partners are in an energetic and libido-saturated state, a loud disco dance floor may be just the ticket to guarantee a hot evening. At other times, the pampering that comes from a luxurious, beautiful space may better suit what's needed to promote a blissful union. Dress and grooming are also important forms of communication. Artfully veiled bodies can be more titillating than fully unclothed bodies, though both have a place at different times. How a person dresses suggests a lot about what they enjoy, how they see themselves, and what they're looking for. In addition, how a partner takes care of themselves can suggest things about what that partner finds important, and perhaps about what that person values in a partner. Visual perception is a finely nuanced language. A sensual or sexual exchange evolves over some period of time. In Western cultures, we have a notion of foreplay that precedes a real sexual exchange. In reality, sharing pleasure with someone can't be cleanly broken into such phases. That perspective treats sex as something that's transactional. Both partners give something, and they get something in return. That exchange occurs over some fixed, often short, period of time. Of course, there's nothing wrong with that sort of quickie sex, but that falls far short of what we humans are capable of sharing with one another in a more conscious and soulful exchange. While there's no formula for good, that is, mutually satisfying sex, one of the clear requisites is that it not be rushed. Communicating deeply with someone takes time. The partners in a satisfying sexual exchange need to invite or court each other. Both partners need to feel seen, respected, and valued, and they need to be able to relax into each other. All of that takes time, anticipation, and preparation. In many ways, a satisfying sexual experience is like a dance. The partners need to both hear the same music, and they need to both desire whatever goals they've set for their interaction. There needs to be a lead at each point in their shared experience, though the partners can take turns being in the lead role. The following partner needs to be attuned to the lead's cues and directions, just as the lead partner needs to be attuned to the follower's responses and feelings. The tempo needs to suit the couple's mood, and the amount of quality time that they have available. If the partners are well-matched, attuned to one another, and open to their evolving experience, pleasure and positive energy can flow freely between them. Sharing experiences, including sensual and sexual adventures, provides a couple with opportunities to get to know one another. Sensual and sexual delights are the fruit of adult play. Good sex can be among the deepest experiences that we humans are capable of. That deserves respect and some reverence. Still, 
The childlike joy that we can give each other in an intimate union is undeniably fun. It allows us to be in touch with the simple pleasure of being alive and fully present in the moment. Sensual and sexual sharing can enable a couple to create glowing memories that can long outlive the experiences themselves. To round out our reflections, we can entertain how spirituality can manifest itself in sex. The deeply insightful psychologist and lecturer Thomas More has written a memorable book about the intersection of sexuality, sensuality, and spirituality. His work, called The Soul of Sex, suggests that our sexuality provides a subtle language with which we can explore our deep union with a partner, as well as with the entire world around us. He recommends living an Epicurean lifestyle, named after the Greek philosopher Epicurus who made similar recommendations 2300 years ago, in which simple but deep pleasures give life meaning. If the goal of communication is understanding, then knowing our lover at a soul-deep level is truly the essence of meaningful communication. Communicating with a partner on that level, through soulful, sensual, and sexual interchange, invokes the full power of sex as communication. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors private Facebook group, the Two Open Doors meetup group, and the Two Open Doors website and blog at twoopendoors.com. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors. Two Open Doors